More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, on guard. Are you feeling attacked? Let us help you find grace-filled ways to deal with those hostile, antagonistic, and downright disagreeable people in your life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, On Guard. Are you feeling attacked? We want to help you find grace-filled ways to deal with those hostile, antagonistic, downright disagreeable people in your life. I know you don't have anybody. <laughs> That gets under your skin. But but for those of you who do, those one or two people out there that this show might relate to, we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Well, you know, sometimes that's it. We feel like it's us. We feel like we're the only ones who go through something like this, that it's something about us that triggers that person. But as you so humorously are pointing out, Greg, no, we usually all have somebody in our lives who are antagonistic, disagreeable, and hostile. So we're asking you today, do you have at least one person in your life who's hard to get along with? Are you tired of walking on eggshells around them? Do they lash out at you for every little thing? Do you feel like they respond poorly no matter what you say to them or how kind or careful you are trying to be? Let us help you discover grace-filled ways to disarm those antagonistic, hostile, downright disagreeable people in your life. And if you're having a face or two kind of pop up in your mind, even if it's somebody from your past that you're, you know, glad isn't there, but you wish you had had the skills to deal with them, maybe you need the skills in case you get another person like that in your life. Or if it's someone you have to deal with very little, but, you know, in the next few weeks when you have to see them, you're thinking, oh, not again this year. Now, how do I deal with it? Because it went so badly the last seven billion times I had to see them. Or maybe it's that person who is constantly present in your life, at your office, in your family, in your extended family, and you are just exhausted from walking on eggshells and everything you're trying to do hasn't really worked very well. We're here to help you figure out a whole new strategy with God's grace today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You know, dealing with those hostile, antagonistic, or downright disagreeable people that we only have to see occasionally is, is bad enough. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, sometimes that person is like our parents 
or that adult child, our parent-in-law, or, is or a spouse, in the case. Um, you know, sometimes the, those antagonistic people are the people that are closest to us, and that's especially painful. But but whether that person is very close to you or someone you just have to see occasionally, we want to help you really find some graceful ways to deal with the uh, you know the slings and arrows, if you will, that they hurl at you, and find ways to. Ideally, repair the relationship, but at the very least, insulate yourself from the drama. So give us a call. It's 877 573 7825. That's 877 573 7825. Well, additionally, you might be saying, now listen, Pop Checks, these people are never going to change. They have been this way forever. This is who they are, and nothing you could possibly teach me is going to work. Well, what we can do at the very least is teach you how to be proud of your reactions, the graceful way you conduct yourself, and the way you don't allow them to get to you, tear you down, and make you leave that situation, reliving it, and and trying to thresh it out in your mind for the next 24 hours to 24 years. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 sometimes the, the, the hardest thing about dealing with somebody like this who is antagonistic or hostile um, isn't the fact that they're that way. It's what they bring out in us, you know, and then we walk away from that exchange either feeling guilty about how we lashed out at them mm-hmm. or feeling small because we didn't say things that we should have said or done things we should have done to set limits uh, you know so embarrassed you know yeah. sometimes that's why they do it especially when we see these folks around the holidays i had a family member like this who every time we only really saw her at holidays and major family events but mostly holidays and she would say invite us over for thanksgiving with the whole family and we've talked about this on the show before. I, I'm sorry that she always gets trashed this way. She's <laughs> she's not with us anymore. But it's it was a very pointed thing, and it was a fact. And so we want to let you know we're coming at this from a very real place. And for the first few years of our marriage, it really got on her nerves that Greg and I were Catholic people and that we had pro-life opinions and things like that. And so she knew that there were people at the table, usually her own children, and herself who disagreed with our opinions so she would serve a lovely thanksgiving dinner that she made us wait a lot of hours for and then she would bring up some thing whether it was a new new law that it was about abortion whether it was something that happened in the church you name it and she'd practically throw it on the table with her voice and then just kind of sit back and watch people tear each other apart and fight with each other and try not to fight with each other. And she just lo- she thrived on creating that, what she thought was a debate, what we all thought was like, you know, a flesh-eating virus at the table. And it was awful. And we did have to leave those times, Greg and I, really saying, okay, how do we make sure we do this more gracefully? How can we give glory to God in this? How can we protect ourselves and our kids in this? It was a lot to deal with. And if you're dealing with those people on a daily basis, a few times a year, we're here to help you get really good faith-filled skills and walk away from that feeling good about yourself and what you've done to represent your Lord in the situation. Give us a call today at 877 573 
7825. That's 877-573-7825. Again, the show is titled On Guard, and if you've got those antagonistic, hostile, downright disagreeable people in your life, we want to help you manage them gracefully. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not aware of what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that uh, looked at how, when we prayerfully reflect on God's design in creation, we can discover a lot about God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that every person has dignity and deserves to be treated with love, including the people who we experience as antagonistic and unsupportive. The theology of the body also reminds us that loving people doesn't mean letting them treat us however they want. Loving someone means working for their good. And we aren't working for another person's good if we allow them to demean themselves by behaving in a cruel, abusive, disrespectful, antagonistic, or unkind manner. We can't just do whatever comes naturally, whether that means avoiding conflict or inflaming it. Instead, when we feel attacked, we have to ask God to help us make a response that serves the ultimate good of everyone involved. And, you know, we can take our, our cue from the Lord in this because Jesus modeled two ways of, modeling, of confronting abusive behavior. You know, sometimes when he was clear about the greater good being served, for instance, the salvation of humankind, he patiently bore the wrongs that were committed against him. But there were other times when the greater good required it, for instance, when the Pharisees intentionally tried to twist his meanings or confuse his message or undermine his mission, he confronted them. And very much like our Lord, we have to always respond to antagonistic people with the greater good in mind. Rather than simply reacting, we need to bring our emotions to God and ask him to teach us how to respond to this person, this situation, in a way that will glorify him, help us be our best selves, and lovingly challenge that antagonistic person to be a better person. And sometimes that's going to require us to give them the space they need to self-correct. And other times it means being a little bit more direct and maybe even setting boundaries. But with prayer and practice, we can learn to deal gracefully with even the most antagonistic, unsupportive, downright disagreeable people. So if you've got somebody in mind that you are dealing with who fits into that category and you're just really tired of, of, kind of walking on eggshells, or not knowing the right thing to say or do, we are here to help. The number again is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we bring to you right now all those people who are antagonistic and disagreeable and difficult to get along with. We we ask you for the patience, the compassion, the love and the wisdom that we need to deal gracefully with these folks, especially in this holiday season. We ask that you would show us ways to respond to them that help us be our best selves and invite them to repent of that behavior 
uh, and draw closer to you and to us when possible. And when it's not possible to get them to change, then we ask that you would help us know how to withdraw from that drama in ways that create a space for your Holy Spirit to work on both our hearts and theirs, so that in all of our reactions and interactions, we are building your kingdom and cooperating with your grace. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. John Paul the Great, pray pray for for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled On Guard, as we talk about those times when we feel attacked by those hostile, antagonistic, or downright disagreeable people in our lives, whether that is somebody who is close to you, like your parent, or your adult child, or your spouse, or a sibling, uh, or that person is a little not close to you, but you have to deal with them on a regular basis, like a coworker or an employer, or somebody in, a, in a, your parish or a friend group. We want to help you know how to gracefully deal with those antagonistic people. So instead of walking on eggshells, you're able to respond in ways that work for your good and theirs. 877-573. 7825. Let's talk now with Veronica, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Iowa. Hi, Veronica. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, My daughter is divorced from a man that you would probably label narcissistic, and um, he and she have to deal with the children and the various items of the divorce decree, and he does everything in his power to um, upset things. And my question is, what do I tell my daughter when she is ready to murder him, if she could, (laughs) because of the way he's acting? She gets very angry with him. And um, how can I help her to deal with him and not be so, you know, not get her whole life upset? couple of things so first of all you want to let her know that the angrier she gets the more he wins because that's what the, that's what he's trying to do um, when, when you have somebody who is, is acting that way they're counting on the other person getting angry so that they can point at them and say see how crazy she is and that gives them the credibility they need to keep acting the way they are so the most important thing she needs to do is learn to get control of her reactions and stop trying to deal with him as if he was a real partner who was trying to work with him. There's actually a book uh, by Patricia Evans called The Verbally Abusive Relationship that talks about two levels in any conversation with an abusive person. And, uh, you know, and, and, your, and her act, your former son-in-law, I think, fits into that category. Um, the, the one level of the conversation is sort of the honest level, the, the level that we think that the person's dealing with when we're talking about the actual problem. But the second level of the conversation that the narcissist or the abusive person deals on is, is the power level. Right, and so they're not actually having a conversation with. We think that we're talking with them about you know who's going to pick up the kids or or you know how are we going to handle the the transition from your house to mine. We think that we're talking about that, but the abusive person is actually not interested in that at all. They're actually using the conversation to to try to get power over us, and so any all the irritating, obnoxious things that he does are not actually trying to negotiate anything with the kids or the divorce agreement or any of that. It's all intended to provoke her so that he can point at her and say, see how crazy she is, kids? You know, see, see how crazy she is, everybody? I'm the one who Putting is right the along. judge in the courtroom, right. all of that. So, so number one, she needs to figure out, and I would suggest that she seek some professional help in this, how to stay calm in the face of all of this stuff. 
Number two, the best way to stay calm in the face of all of this stuff is to stick to the divorce agreement strictly because people like your father, former son-in-law need to have very clear boundaries uh, and they can't be given any wiggle room at all because as soon as you give them any kind of you know, allowances, you know, the, the whole kind of you know, old saying about you give them a foot, they take a mile, uh, that's, that's, that's what this person's going to do and then it's going to drive her crazy. So, you know, she needs to not think of him as a partner in any way and really see that everything he's trying to do is intended to manipulate or get power over her. She needs to focus on staying calm in all of her interactions, not responding to the offenses because that's what he wants, but just sticking to the letter of the agreement as best she possibly can so that there are clear boundaries that are helping to manage this relationship moving forward. She also needs to be writing down every time he doesn't comply with their their you know mandated agreement just keep a journal write down the dates write down the times and objectively no emotion around around it just keep notes on what he didn't do because at some point if this has to go back to court in any way shape or form her lawyer will need you know as much information as they can have um the last thing i'll say is you know you mentioned that that he badmouths her to the kids um you know she she doesn't have to compete with him on any of that the best thing she can do is focus on cultivating her own relationship with the children, not trying to undo the things that he says or does. Let him have his own relationship with the kids. She should focus on strengthening her relationship with the kids and really giving them uh, a sense of how, what it's like to be living in, uh, hopefully if she's a faithful person, uh, you know, a godly, peaceful, orderly home. You know, he, he's, a loving home, a place where they feel safe, where they feel listened to, where they are, where their emotions are heard and supported in ways that help them feel safer and healthier, where they feel like mom is the person they can turn to for their answers. And then again, as Greg's saying, this takes a lot of self-control when you're dealing with the chaos that she has to deal with. So really having a faithful counselor who can be there for her to be talking this through with to help her come up with different reactions to have to help her sort through all the stuff she has to deal with as a single mom would be really helpful in doing all of the things greg is suggesting here because if she has that and she creates that warm loving safe home safe relationship with each of her children the way dad acts is just going to to make them feel like okay dad's crazy mom's right to not be with him when i go there i don't feel safe when i don't go there i feel agitated when i go there i feel sad i can't talk to him i can't bring my feelings to him because he's too busy with his own and eventually you know she'll just have a good relationship with her children and she won't have to worry about his nonsense all right so just to give you those two resources again um i'd like you to have her pick up a copy of the verbally abusive relationship because i think it'll really walk through a lot of the games that he's playing with her that's by patricia evans um, I, and again, she would like to either reach out to somebody locally, a clinical counselor locally, I think I recommend it, or if she'd like to find faithful ways to respond to this, she could take advantage of the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice at catholiccounselors.com. Veronica, thank you so much for your call. And I just want to add one more thing here. As far as your relationship with your daughter, really empathize. Do everything Greg's saying here but also let her know that this 
stinks and you love her and you're there for her. And make sure that you're bringing the Lord into that, you know, because mm-hmm. there's not a lot you can practically do, but you can when she's uh, when you've empathized with her say, you know, Lord, please bless my daughter and and help her to see the way through this and know how to respond in ways that that really do glorify you, help her be her best self and set the boundaries she needs to set. And help me be a great grandmother and mother in this situation and be a support to all these people that I love so much. Amen. And then just be there for her because she needs you. With that, we have to go to break. Uh, we are continuing to take your calls at 877-573-7825. Our show today is titled On Guard as we talk about those times when we feel attacked by hostile, antagonistic, disagreeable people that we have to contend with. Give us a call. It's 877-573-7825. When we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we'll be joined by Rachel Isaac, the uh, pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com and the director of the St. Sebastian Center for Performance Excellence. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Ciao amici, Teresa Tamio here. If you're looking for something inspiring to give to someone this Christmas season, or maybe just a little stocking stuffer for yourself, make sure to check out the Ave Maria Radio online store. Plenty of books are sale to teach, inspire, and renew your connection with God. Speaking of sales, my book, Everything's Coming Up Rosie, is 25% off this month while supplies last. So go ahead over to AveMariaRadio.net and click on the bookstore. Happy shopping! Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today our show is titled On Guard as we talk about dealing gracefully with the hostile, antagonistic, and downright disagreeable people in your life. Whether they're folks you see every day or you're just going to have to contend with over the holidays, we want to help you know how to respond gracefully and effectively. 877-573. 7825. Joining us right now, Rachel Isaac. She is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com, where she directs the St. Sebastian Center for Performance Excellence. Rachel, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. 
So one of the challenges, I'm sorry, one of the challenges that we face when we're dealing with these antagonistic people is they can do and say things that really make us feel small and powerless. How can we get past that to be able to respond effectively? One of the complicating factors of dealing with hostile, with hostile people or a hostile person is the way that our confidence in ourselves can be shaken because of the way that we're being treated. And I think first and foremost, it's always important to remember that the way that someone treats us says more about them than it does about us, and of course, vice versa. One of the most common comments I hear from people on this subject is, I would never treat someone like this. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Why am I not enough for them? What do I need to do to make them change? We have to remember that it's not about us in that moment. That other person is dysregulated. That other person doesn't have the skills they need to be calm, respectful, solution-focused, whatever it might be. But when we can separate ourselves out from the other person and remember that their reactions, their words, do not actually change anything about me, it becomes easier for me to stay in my solution-focused mindset and stay calm, set boundaries, or not feed into the other person's reactionary state. No matter how someone is treating you, you still have all of your strengths. You still have all of the things that you're capable of when you're at your best. It doesn't have to be an if-then scenario, you know, such as if this person was more respectful to me, then I could set healthy boundaries. And that sort of mi mindset just makes us feel powerless. But when we can remember that the way another person treats us says more about them than it does about us, I then don't have to personalize this other person's treatment of me. And even more so, I can remember to view myself the way that God sees me, to remember who he created me to be then I no longer have to feel threatened by the other person, and I can feel more confident in myself to stand strong, to set healthy boundaries, and respond in a way that upholds my dignity, and frankly, theirs as well. Well, it's interesting that you say that, because I think a lot of us get triggered because we suddenly become the little kid on the playground who had no skills or power. So this is sort of an invitation to lean into your relationship with God and realize how he sees you and really find out and build those skills, right? And you do that a lot in your practice. That's so true, and that's a perfect sort of a, a example of, you know, we kind of uh, associate back to, you know, being that little kid who didn't have those power, that, that power, those skills. And, you know, I think just taking that moment to kind of stop and remember, you know, who you are, right, <laughs> who you are now. And, and, and this, I think, takes a lot of work outside of the heat of the moment, too. So this is something that I would really, I really encourage people to kind of work on in their own mindset outside of the heat of the moment with that other person or with that hostile person, working on your mindset, recognizing your strengths, that you can be confident in who you are. Thanks, Rachel, for being with us. And folks, if you'd like more tips on how to deal with those folks, you can check out catholiccounselors.com and learn more about Rachel's work at the St. Sebastian Center for Performance Excellence. Or you will take your calls right now about dealing with those difficult people. Give us a holler at 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. Is there a universal call to prayer? The Catholic Catechism tells us man is in search of God. God, in the act of creation, called every being into existence from nothingness. Even after man sinned and lost his likeness to God, he remained an image of his Creator and never lost his desire for the one who called him into existence. 
All religions attest to man's essential search for God. The Catechism points out, however, that God calls us first to that mysterious encounter, prayer. God always initiates. Man's first step in the process is to respond. Prayer is a reciprocal call. Throughout the whole history of salvation, the covenant drama unfolds. The revelation of prayer in the Old Testament comes between the fall and the restoration of man. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Can our society return to sanity? No, not without widespread spiritual revival. I don't see how it can happen. As Richard Weaver said in the classic, Ideas Have Consequences, nothing can be done until we have decided whether we are primarily interested in truth. And that's a capital T. Not my truth, not your truth, but the truth we share of an objective moral universe. And that's where we have to stand firm and insist with all grace and with all love that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he did teach that the truth is good and will set us free. But there's no freedom until we re-embrace some shared understanding of the truth. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Why are some married couples happy while others struggle? You might think that happy couples argue less and resolve issues more efficiently than unhappy couples. But in fact, research suggests that both happy and unhappy couples argue about as much and struggle similarly with problem solving. The real difference is that happy couples consciously work toward maintaining their relationship and emotional health. For example, they create rituals for working, playing, talking, and praying together on a daily and weekly basis. Happy couples also look for ways to help each other out from day to day. Little things that might make the other person's day easier or more pleasant. And then, when conflict breaks out, as it inevitably does in any human relationship, they realize that the most important thing isn't solving the conflict, but how they come to that resolution. Happy couples take care of each other while they go through that conflict so they can work to find solutions together. Marriage isn't easy, but the good news is that with a little work, any couple can find real happiness together. Get more tips for building a strong marriage in my book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. And if you'd like faithful help for your relationship, visit CatholicCounselors.com. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled On Guard. As we talk about those times we feel attacked, we want to help you find grace-filled ways to deal with those hostile, antagonistic, downright disagreeable people in your life. Give us a call. The number is 877 573 Seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk now with Catherine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, I listen to your show as often as I can. Um, Thank you. Right now, 
Me and my husband, well, actually my husband works with um, an atheist. Um, the atheist is on uh, evening shift. He's on day shift. But they share an office. Okay. And um, just recently, um, I think a day or two ago, my husband listens to Catholic lo-fi Gregorian chant when he's at his computer doing paperwork. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, just recently, he left for the day and his computer somehow refreshed and started playing Gregorian chant in the evening while his um, atheist co-worker was in the office. And his Maybe the Holy Spirit's trying to tell the co-worker something, but okay. <laughs> 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 um, his atheist co-worker um, got very outraged, almost uh, threatening to Stephen. He, he called Stephen and said, your computer is playing this stuff, <laughs> and... Uh, He's going to turn him into HR, and he's going to flip the breaker switch, and he accused him of... And what um, did Steven say wait, to him? Wait, wait I'm response. sorry. Let me understand. Wait, wait, flip the breaker switch. What, what, is, what would that do? That would, would that shut down everything? Would turn off his computer. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Yeah, well, that's going to make it just as hard on the... Space. It's going to do that to because the, they share a computer, yeah, right? So, yeah. yeah. So this this person's like not being reasonable. No, at all. no. They they don't share a computer. They share an office. Oh, so okay. It said on my screen that they shared the computer, computer as well. Was, okay. Oh no, they share an office, but they okay. But their computers are side by side, and gotcha. somehow. When Stephen left for the day, his computer started playing his Catholic lo-fi he left open. Right, right, right. That I follow. So what did he say in response so far so we know what's gone down on his end before we give you any kind of advice? Stephen Stephen said, I'm sorry, I don't know how it started playing, but you can go ahead and flip the breaker switch and turn off my computer. And the atheist just did not accept that answer, and he he said that he had this planned, and he went into the computer from his home and forced it to play. And Stephen said, "I don't even know how to do that." <laughs> and you can okay. go ahead and shut off the computer um, any right. means you know how. And I. Uh, there's just this coworker knows Stephen is a Catholic, and mm-hmm. he's been targeted multiple times by this coworker. And now with this incident, I'm scared that HR is going to look like Stephen is the aggressor. Yeah, you know what, Gregorian can't. No, no, you know what. My advice, pray about this, please. Anything we say, because, you know, when, whenever we take a call and we only have a few minutes, there may be details we're missing or have incorrect, like I thought they actually shared the computer. So you two pray about this. But what I would suggest is to tell Stephen to get ahead of this. 
I would go to human resources if I were he and say, look, I just want to let you know that there's, you know, something going down here. This is what happened. I had no intention of leaving it on or being offensive in any way. I listened to this and have him not use any kind of religious speak about this. Just say, I listen to this so that I can really focus on my work. I'm not hearing distracting things in the office. It calms me down and gives me a sense of being centered on my work. And I listen to it every day, and I always shut it off. And for whatever reason, you know, I either forgot to shut it off this day or just you know, refreshed and came back on. I'm not sure what happened. But it was not my intention to be offensive in any way. I have respect for whatever anybody believes or does not believe. But this person is being very threatening to me about it and threatened to come to you. I just wanted to give you a heads up that this is what's going on. And you can also, he can also mention, I mean, because it is actually, um, you know, your husband actually has a good case because he, he, this is religious persecution. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, so, you know, you're not allowed, you know, you're, 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 his atheist co-worker is not allowed to target him because he knows he's Catholic. So it's okay to say, you know, and the guy just regularly attacks me because he knows that I'm a Christian. And, uh, you know, I've never said anything. I don't I don't try to bring that up. That's not a thing that we, you know, discuss. But, but he comes after me because he knows things. So I just want to let you know where things are at. I don't necessarily need you to do anything about it, but I want you to know where things stand. So, you know, don't don't be afraid. I mean, I think that, that you know, we... We, we live in a society, you know, in this post-Christian culture where we're made to feel guilty for even having a faith and breathing. And I think we need to have courage to really stand up for what our, our, our you know, our rights are so much as, <laughs> as we have them still. And, and really not be afraid of, of uh, you know, being, uh, just getting ahead of this and, and going to, to talk to HR. But when he goes, he wants to be calm. He doesn't want to be complaining about the other person per se. He wants to explain the situation and say... He's threatening to report this to you. He's being very agitated, and I just wanted to let you know that this could be coming at you. This is my perspective on it. I meant absolutely nothing toward this person. It was completely accidental, and I just want you to know the kind of thing that I'm dealing with in a day, on a day in, day out basis by you know sharing space with this guy. I don't expect you to do anything about it. I truly just want you to have a heads up about it and be completely calm completely business-like and again not make a big deal about you know being religiously persecuted if he doesn't have to because he might have to bring that up at some point but just say you know my intention is to focus on my job this music happens to help me do that and i did not mean to you know have it playing when he came in for his shift as far as dealing with the atheist coworker i, I want your husband to stop defending himself uh, or trying to explain himself he's already apologized he said what he needed to say the best thing that he can do at that point is say i'm really sorry that you were upset about it i've done everything i can do you know do do what you got to do and leave it at that and then just going to go on a broken record you know well but what you did this and you I'm really sorry you feel that way. Um, I already explained what happened. I've already apologized. Do what you got to do. So go to HR first, but then he's got the credibility and the, and the kind of the footing to be able to say that back to the guy. Uh, and, and just, just you know, be firm and be strong. Just don't fight with him anymore because it doesn't do any good to defend himself any further. This guy is one of these people who uh, likes having somebody in a one-down position. 
uh, and he's finally got a way to he thinks to do that and so he's going to keep writing your husband about this uh, as long as he tries to defend himself yes the more like calm and reasonable and business-like he can be with this person and say you know my faith is a private matter we are i'm not bringing this into a workplace in any way that over overflows onto you except this one accidental time and i'll thank you to stop attacking my faith exactly but we are here to do our jobs i intend to do mine to the best of my ability i suggest you do yours to the best of your ability we don't have to see each other except when we you know cross spaces in office or something's left behind so let us just do our jobs and serve this company and respect each other's belief system without discussing it any further all right, Catherine, thank you so much for the call. And again, you know, just really encourage your husband to not be afraid. I appreciate the, the nervousness that he feels about all this. Uh, you know, it's, it's his job. I get that. Um, but getting out ahead of this and, and being firm but respectful and, and very kind of clear about the boundaries with this guy is the best way to go. 877-573-7825. The show today is titled On Guard. As we talk about feeling attacked with those hostile, disagreeable, downright antagonistic people in our lives if you've got one at least one person in your life who's hard to get along with who you're tired of walking on eggshells around who who lashes out at you for every little thing no matter how careful or kind you try to be to them let us help you discover grace-filled ways to disarm those antagonistic hostile downright disagreeable people the number is 877-573-7825 as we head out to our break it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 15. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. And you know, when we hear this verse, we think it means that we can only be nice. You know, that, that, that when somebody's mean or cruel or hostile to us, that we, that we you know, can only bake them cookies, you know. Uh, and, 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 you know and, and sometimes the best that. thing to do, and sometimes the best thing to do is to kill that person with kindness. It, it, it's true. It is. And, and that, that is an option. Uh, and, and that's why we always have to pray about the best response. But, that doesn't, that, but working for another person's good, you know, re- re- refusing to repay evil for evil and doing good does not rule out setting boundaries. And I just want to be clear about that. We don't, you know, it's important that we be calm. I think that's one of the themes that's run throughout this program. When somebody is attacking you, we tend to lose our power, and then we, we feel like we have to ramp up to try to defend ourselves. And that's where we get into trouble. But by remaining calm... And really taking that breath and bringing our feelings and and that feeling of being threatened to God and asking him to help us find our center in him and respond gracefully, that enables us to decide whether this is a time where we need to uh, be overtly kind to that person or if this is a time where we need to be calm but firm and set a boundary. But we also need to realize that this is a New Testament scripture that really How's us pull back from the Old Testament idea of an eye for an eye, you know, a tooth for a tooth, like just repay, right? And we can go to that place and even support, prop up our anger by thinking about that. But with the coming of Christ and his teachings and his command to love one another, we have a whole different way that we are taught to live. And this really speaks to that and helps us to know how we should be reorienting our reactions and behaving in the situation. So again, 1 Thessalonians 5.15, 
See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. We are taking your calls about dealing with those hostile, antagonistic, and downright disagreeable people in your life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll help you stop walking on eggshells around those folks and find grace-filled ways to either respond kindly or to set boundaries. Either way, you're working for that other person's good. Let's talk about what that means to deal with the hostile person in your life. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue in just a minute. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing. That's why the Catholic Health Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families, along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. A conversation I had several years ago with uh, one of our listeners who wrote to me and said she was being challenged by a friend or a cousin or someone regarding the church and various teachings, especially on marriage and abortion and whatnot. And she said, I need the answers and I need them quickly because I want to quiet this person and shut them down. And I wrote her back and I said, I'm not going to give you the answers. I will give you some resources such as the link to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I said, but you need to look these up and you need to read them over. And you need to learn them because this is not going to be the last time that you're going to be challenged or questions about your faith. And what good is it if you're just barking answers to someone and you're not able to explain them charitably? This is a way we all should learn by doing the work ourselves. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Unguard as we talk about dealing with hostile, antagonistic, and downright disagreeable people. Let us help you find grace-filled ways to respond at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Jessica, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Washington. Jessica, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, I was calling. I'm actually looking for tools to kind of prepare myself for the holidays. So I love my father. He's a wonderful man. Um, he just is extremely volatile. Um, he can get set off by a lot of different things. And so it's almost exactly what you're like, what you're talking about. It's like walking on eggshells around him around the holidays. You never know what the trigger is going to be. And when the trigger happens, he goes off and it becomes about him 
it becomes loud. There's a lot of yelling and um, just uncomfortableness, and especially around family and children and trying to figure out tools to kind of go into that safely for everybody and still show him that we love him and care about him and want to spend time with him through the holidays. Well, you know, I, I, wanna, I just, you know, this is going to go off in a little bit of a different direction, but I guess when you say he's a wonderful man, tell me more about that. He is generous and he loves us. He does. And he shows that it just seems to be in windows. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to explain. Um, so he does care and he gets really emotional and happy about his family one moment. And then the next moment he's angry with us and we don't know what we did. Um, it could be a kid didn't act appropriately or somebody said okay. something that got him really worked up and, um, then mm-hmm. he spins out of control. I see. All right. So, um, in terms of, well, let me just speak to this in general. All right. So, 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 what when we're dealing with somebody like this, okay, the the thing that may, we tend to go to, we we tend to think is, what did I do wrong, okay? And I, I want you to really work on that internally, because even if you even if we did something wrong, right? Even if we said something mean or were unintentionally unkind or even intentionally unkind, frankly, we still have a right to be treated with respect. Nobody ever has a right to just go off on us. And if they do, you know, we can still be compassionate and kind and loving to them by saying, you know, you don't have a right to speak to me this way. I'm really sorry that you're hurt. I'm really sorry that you're frustrated and angry. I get that. But you may not speak to me like this. Now, I understand that that probably terrifies you. Um, but you have every right to to have that at least attitude toward your dad that that he you know he's a, a good man, he loves you guys, he's very generous, but he can't control himself. And when he loses his react and when he loses his cool, you didn't do anything wrong. He is not in control of himself. And I and I want you to to stop worrying about jumping through hoops to deal with him. Uh, what you what you want to do is kind of step back and ask yourself, when do you feel safe around him? When I feel safe, safe, I mean not physically safe necessarily but but emotionally safe when what, you know, what are the times that you can deal with him where you don't have to spend the rest of the day putting yourself back together i want you to limit yourself to the to that relationship right so how long can you be around him without him losing that what in what contexts can you be around him without him losing it how you know when when you know what are the like can you talk to him on the phone for 15 minutes but but 20 minutes is too long can you go visit him over the holidays if you stay at a hotel but not at the house like what are the what are the boundaries you'd need to set to protect yourself from this behavior all right and and when he complains about that if he complains about that you can say you know dad i love you and i love spending time around you um but you don't have good control of your emotions and you just kind of lose it on us randomly and uh that's not okay and so this is how, this is the relationship i have to have with you until you can learn to deal with that better and you know you, you the way you phrased your question you know how can i deal with that but still let him know that we love him and want to be around him you, you're in this very kind of one down we have to take care of this this prove to this person that we don't hate him that we don't you know, we need to protect you need to protect yourself and your loved ones and yet you need his permission to do yeah, it. And, and, and that's where we really break down, when we want somebody to approve of the boundaries we need to set. And he's not going to approve of the boundaries. He's learned this way um, where he, if he doesn't get his, what he wants uh, or if things don't go the way he wants, 
he creates drama so that everybody around him will hop to and kind of fix it. Uh, and that's a really unhealthy way to be. So the most loving thing you can do for your dad is to set these boundaries around the relationship that say, you know, I love you, but unless or until you can learn to get a handle on this, we need to have these boundaries up to protect ourselves from this part of you. Uh, and, and, you know, that that's a really hard message to send. And I understand that you might really kind of be reluctant to go that way but but in this case that's what working for your the good of your dad really means that's what honoring him really means recognizing them recognizing he could and should be better than this and so you still want to be in relationship with him you're not cutting him out of your life you're saying that i can be around you in these contexts where i know that i can be confident that you can maintain yourself but if you're not then i have to set these boundaries up to and including when he acts like that excusing yourself from the home and going and, and, and going back to your place. Well, exactly. Now, now, Jessica, you need to pray about whether you want to have that pre-conversation this close to Thanksgiving, or if you want to wait till, you know, before Christmas, you need to give yourself some space, but use the same skills. If you say, all right, this will blow everything up if I do this, you know, over this coming weekend, but you use the same skills. If you have children with you, if these are your children you mentioned, then you need to, if he gets this way, say, hey, Dad, the kids are really getting antsy with all this going on. We're going for a walk for a little while. I don't care if it's pouring raining. Take the kids out. Go walk. Get a breather. If it's just you, just quietly excuse yourself and go to the restroom and just, you know, put in your AirPods and play something calm and calm yourself down so you're not getting sucked in. Excuse yourself and go to the hotel. Whatever it is that you need to get that break to let him calm down. And then really look at it and be able to say to him at another point when you feel like you've got the lead time to do it, hey, Dad, this happened again this Thanksgiving. I really need some things to change for me to be able to continue to have a really healthy relationship that I want with you because I love you so much. So, Jessica, I mean, this might have gone in a different direction than you expected because your question was really, you know, how can I convince him, you know, that, that we love him? Uh, that's not really the message you need to send. He, the, you do love him because you're there around him even when he reacts like that. The message you need to send to, to really love him, to really work for his ultimate good is, Dad, we love you too much to let you keep acting like this, okay? So we're going to have the relationship with you that allows you to be your best self around us, and when you can't be that person, we're going to have to step out, step back. Uh, and, and give you time to collect yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, um, as, as Christians, we want to make sure that we are not leading other people into temptation, right? And sometimes we become an occasion of sin for somebody. In other words, um, you know, the near occasion of sin is when, you know, say an alcoholic walks into a bar. He might not be drinking, but he's tempting himself. Sometimes we are temptation for other people, you know, and so if my being around you makes you crazy, the most loving thing I can do is withdraw and give you that space from me. And when you complain about it, I can say, you know, Jessica, I love you and I really want to be around you, but there's something about me that brings this thing out in you. And, and until that, until you can handle that better, I, I don't want to put you in that position. Right. And that's really the place you have to. That's how you have to approach your dad. I love your dad too much to be the person that brings this out in you. And, and, and so when you can get a handle on that, then I can be around more. But until then, this is the level of relationship we can have. And that is loving. You know, and it's hard to do. But sometimes you know, loving is hard. Uh, and this is this is the way that you can really bring out the best in him and truly honor your dad. Thanks so much for the call. We do talk about this more in my book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. You can check it out at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. Again, that's uh, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, 
making peace with difficult people. And folks, if you are looking for ways to deal with that hostile person in your life, check out CatholicCounselors.com where you can learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. Work with a faithful professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because you know what? With his grace, there really is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.